And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Breaking news from The Athletic. Hey everybody, this headline podcast is presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. This is Scott Burnside along with Jesse Granger in Vegas and Mark Lazarus in Chicago. Boys, I have to tell you, I did not really see this coming, but uh, the day before free agency gets off to a huge, with a huge bang, defending Vezina Trophy winner Mark andre Fleury, heading into the final year of his current contract, traded to the Chicago Blackhawks for prospect Michael Hakkarainen. Uh Jesse, let's start with you in Vegas. Uh, it's a good thing we got the sports book uh, sponsoring the the. the the podcast because I, i'm not sure what the odds were that uh, that this would have unfolded but uh, what's your initial reaction to how this uh, has has played out with mark andre fleury headed to um chicago yeah so from a pure number standpoint if you just look at the salary cap and the contracts and the players ages it makes a little bit of sense, right? Because Marc-Andre Fleury, they have two really good goalies in Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard. Fleury is about seven years older than Leonard, and he has one year left on his deal. Like you said, Robin Leonard still has four years left on his deal at a pretty reasonable cap hit of $5 million. So for a team that's pressed up against the salary cap ceiling as tightly as the Golden Knights are, um, which is basically leaving them no room to improve this team in the offseason, they're trying to find a way to improve it. The most logical way is to remove one of the salary cap hits that you have sitting on the bench every night. Um, so they were having to decide between Flurry and Leonard. It looks like they um, obviously chose the younger guy who's who's under contract for longer. But at the same time, it's, it is a little shocking just because Marc-Andre Fleury is coming off the best season of his career. He just won the Vezina Trophy for the first time ever. He was the best player on the Golden Knights to me by far. Um, you could argue Mark Stone is just as valuable, but I think Marc-Andre Fleury has been the best player on this team for four straight seasons. So to remove the best player from a team expected to win a championship doesn't happen very often. Um, I, I will say that the Flurry camp, talking to Marc-Andre Flurry, talking to people around him since the season ended, I remember the day he won the Vezina Trophy. The story I wrote was he finally won the Vezina Trophy and now he wants to win the Stanley Cup in Vegas. And from that moment... I just got the sense that he felt that there was a chance he could be traded. Um, not that he had any inside information. That was just the the vibe he was getting from when the season ended was there's a chance I could be traded this offseason because if not, why 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 reach out to me and, and say I want to stay in Vegas and and try to get that that narrative going. So he clearly wanted to to remain in Vegas. Um, there have been reports from multiple people that he is considering maybe retiring if, if he, he hasn't decided yet. He's talking with his family and, and he's just trying to decide what, whether he's going to go to Chicago or if he could possibly retire. But he definitely did not want to be traded. He definitely wanted to stay in Vegas. But from the team perspective, I do understand it. Yeah, Mark. So that's the whole crazy part of this is that 
I, I got to tell you, <clears throat> I thought uh, Chicago was sort of rebuilding. And then they sell the farm and they lock up Seth Jones for 100 years plus two. And now they've acquired uh, you know, one of the great guys uh, in the NHL in terms of personality, that's for sure. And, and in my mind, a surefire Hall of Famer. But as Jesse points out, there's no certainty that Marc-Andre Fleury will actually report to the Chicago Blackhawks. So I guess I'm a little bit confused as to, okay, so what's what's the Blackhawks plan and all of this? Because you would assume if you're doing this deal, you might have a reasonable expectation that the big asset that you are acquiring is actually going to come and play for you. Well, it, it, it's, it's a pretty low risk, high reward move, right? If Marc-Andre Fleury retires... Nothing. The Blackhawks lost Michael Hakarainen, who most Blackhawks fans have never heard of and was like a fourth liner in Rockford. There is no risk here. If he retires, there's no cap hit. There's no penalty for the Blackhawks. The only penalty is they helped hand the Vegas Golden Knights the Stanley Cup potentially by freeing them from cap hell. Um, and the Blackhawks, you know, it wasn't that long ago, they were on the other side of a lot of these kinds of trades where people were like, stop helping them. <laughs> and I'm sure the rest of the Western Conference is not happy with Stan Bowman right now. But, you know, two years ago, they went out and they signed Robin Leonard. Nobody saw that coming to a one-year deal because he was available and they had the cap space. Why not upgrade your goaltending? And it worked out well. And then they flipped Leonard at the trade deadline for some assets or some picks. That that could be what they're thinking here. You know, having Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen is better than having Kevin Lankinen and Malkin Subban or Kevin Lankinen and Colin Delia. It's a massive upgrade. Yes, they're rebuilding, but the Seth Jones trade clearly wasn't a sign that they're trying to expedite that process. They want to win while they still have Patrick Kane in his prime. Two years left on those deals for Kane and Taves. They want to win now if they can. And you add Flurry in and all of a sudden, well, hell, if you got the goaltending and you've got some stars up front with Dabrinkit and Kane and Taves and Kubalik, and now you got Seth Jones in the back end, maybe they think they can get into the playoffs and make a run. It seems like a pipe dream maybe to a lot of us, but that's what they're thinking right now. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I get it's a business and – you know, you got to take the emotion out of it. But I know certainly, Jesse, you reported this, and I see Alan Walsh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury's longtime agent, uh, tweeting to confirm this, but still hadn't heard anything from the Golden Knights. And I got to tell you, that's pretty shabby, right? Like, if you're Kelly McCrimmon, if you're part of that communication staff, you can't find the time to let your franchise player, the face of the franchise, someone who helped build the, uh, the franchise place in your community. You'd, don't have the time to tell them that you're making this trade. You know, I think that's garbage. Um, but aside from that, the the interesting part, I think, for a lot of fans now, what does this mean in terms of what the Golden Knights may be doing when free agency opens in, I'm looking at my clock here, about 24 hours, so good timing on that. Um, you know, is does this make Jack Eichel a play for the Golden Knights? I know we've heard reports that Alec Martinez likely will stay. He's uh, at the end of his current contract, big part of that blue line in Vegas. Jesse, what's the upshot with this cap space? What could they do with it? Yeah, I'd like to start by saying I completely agree with everything you said about the way this trade was handled. And to be honest, it's not that shocking just based off of what has happened over the last few years with this team and the way they've handled trades. And like you mentioned, it's a business and George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon treat it as such. Um, but I think they may take it to the extreme in some cases. And, and I agree with everything you said that it is a very poor way of handling it in terms of the cap space. It, so they've, they've got about 11.3 million. I mean, we're, we're ballparking it here, but they've got 11.3 million after trading Flurry without retaining any of his salary. You take off Alec Martinez contract that we're expecting him to sign any minute now. Um, that's for 5 million a year. So that leaves him about six and a half million 
which, like I said, prior to this, they had nothing. They were maybe even in the negative after signing Alec Martinez. So they do have space. The Golden Knights have proven and shown that at every turn, not just every offseason, but every trade deadline, since this team has been a franchise, they have swung for the fences. They tried for Eric Carlson in year one at the deadline, didn't get him, ended up with Tomas Shatar, which was a big deal. Then they go out, sign Paul Stasny, trade for Max Pacioretty. They trade for Mark Stone at the deadline. They trade for Robin Leonard. They have made big swings. They get Alex Petrangelo, who is the biggest fish in last year's free agency. So I fully expect them to make another big swing. I mean, there's Jack Eichel out there who seemed like a pipe dream prior to this. And now suddenly, maybe it makes a little more sense. Um, Gabriel Landeskog's another guy out there. Vladimir Tarasenko. This is a team that has struggled to score in the postseason. Their last two exits. And that's that's part of why, from the team perspective, trading a goalie does make sense because Flurry and Leonard have been spectacular in Vegas, both of them. And they've been so good. And even in the playoffs, these last two playoff runs that have ended in the conference finals, the goalies have not been the reason at all. They have been lights out. It's been this team gets up against a team that plays tight defense. They they close the gaps in the defensive zone and suddenly they can't produce. And guys like Stone and Pacioretty that were scoring all year have struggled. So I think if you're looking for where this team's going to add, it's up the middle. Their the center is their weakest, weakest spot and it's scoring and, and it's proven postseason scoring. And I think there are quite a few guys out there that are expensive that were not options prior to this move. But now suddenly maybe Vegas is in the is in the market for. Yeah. All right, Laz, before we wrap it up. So so what happens here if Marc-Andre Fleury says, you know what? I've had enough. Uh, honestly, I, I I don't profess to know. I my my gut tells me he comes to Chicago. Um, guy's coming off a terrific year, and and boy, he would be such a a great person to cover. And and as you mentioned with Lankin and the young man there, I think he'd be a great mentor for him. But let's say it doesn't happen. Mark Andre Fleury says I've I've had enough. Does do we expect then Chicago to pivot? Uh, the the market's going to be a wash in goaltenders. We've already you know in the time that we were you know talking about this, uh, Braden Holpe will be bought out of his contract. Martin Jones bought out of his contract. Uh, there are lots of goaltenders available. Do you see the Blackhawks then pivoting mark to, you know, looking at a plan B in terms of a, a, a higher profile veteran guy, or do you think they this they want Mark Andre Fleury if, and if this doesn't work? they go to a different strategy in terms of their goaltending depth moving forward. No, I, I think they see Kevin Lankinen as a 1B. I think that, you know, he was their number one last year, clear cut, but there wasn't a whole lot of competition for that. They see him as a 1B and they've wanted to bring in a veteran goalie. That said, the drop off after Flurry, the guys you're talking about, they're not that great. Right. And they're going to be more expensive than Malcolm Subban or Colin Delia. But probably if you're a 905 goalie, you're a 905 goalie. Do you really want Braden Holtby right now? Yes, they would like a veteran addition in goal, but they want a good veteran addition in goal. And, you know, right now they're making the money work. They're, you know, they didn't qualify P.U. Suter after a really good rookie year. Nikita Zadorov is on the trading block. Calvin DeHaan could be on the trading block because they need to free up some money. I don't think it would be a wise decision to chase mediocre goaltending. Marc-Andre Fleury is not a mediocre goaltender, but most of the... Most of the guys, you know, you, you, like you said, it's a wash in goalies. It's not a wash in good goalies. And I'm not sure that would be a wise use of the, of the Blackhawks money, but you know, I, I've been saying that a lot lately and they spend that money anyway. So I'm not so sure what to expect anymore in Chicago. I can't believe they're not listening more closely to you. That's, that's the news <laughs> of the day here, really. So, all right, boys, Jesse Granger. Mark Lazarus, thanks so much for uh, joining our breaking news coverage. Go to The Athletic's 
headline section for much more on this story. And to hear more, ask your Google Assistant to play news from The Athletic. Who even knew you could do that? You can also visit theathletic.com slash headline pod to join for just $3.99 per month. Good work, boys. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Rock on. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.